Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today, join Pastor Jim as he examines new developments in the prophetic events happening right now. Our co-host today is Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Gray Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky Baker, and welcome. Hold tight. Jesus is coming, and I want you to be ready. Amen. You know, the news is not good in in the world. A a lot of people think the the World War III is already happening, but this is a, a very perilous time. But Jesus said that he'll never leave us. That's right. In fact, you know, 64 times in the Bible, it talks about him not leaving us. Did you know that? Yes. Isn't that great? Yes. But, uh, you know, the world, here's a headline just came over. North Korea threatens nuclear retaliation. Yes. To the U.S. Mm -hmm. That's to the U.S. Because we have displayed our military force with them and they don't like that. Mm -hmm. And so all the news that the U.S. deploys an F-22 fighter jet to Middle East and responds to the Russians' provocations. This, the news, you can get, you know, nervous over the news, but you need the good news, and we're going to give you yes. on this program some of the good news. Amen. And then it says, anxiety grips the world as Japan readies to release Fukushima radioactive water into the ocean. Wow. Scary things are happening, aren't they? Here's another headline. National Security Advisor warns World War III may not involve guns and bombs, but biological and computer viruses. Mondo, what in the world do you think that means? I mean, I know biological, we don't, that's a horrible thing. That causes death by disease, which we already just had. Absolutely. Listen, you prophesied years ago that the new war will be called a cyber war. And when you look at the intelligence and the advancements of technology, we are there. It's not we are headed there. No, we are there now. In the intelligence community, there's a lot of chatter behind the scenes that are talking on how they can cripple a whole entire nation just by one click in cyber attack form that many nations today, including the United States, listen to this. Robert McGinnis, mm-hmm. Robert Bob McGinnis, yeah. yes. works in the Pentagon, and he told us on this stage that the Pentagon gets hit over a thousand times a day with cyber attacks. Just that one section, let alone when you talk about weapons and, and all the technology that is being produced right now, I'm just glad that God is holding a lot of these things back for the moment. But what do you think the cyber can do? You know, you know, J.P. Morgan and Chase, they just they said that they've lost a hundred billion, I think, dollars. Absolutely. What that means is that they can create confusion. Number one, they can turn off the power. Number two and number three, they can take that information and hold it for ransom in which we have seen it in the last few years on the disruption, the confusion and this technology that someone with their laptop in the other side of the world 
can literally control the banking systems of the world on how we exchange our financial institutions, let alone, again, all you have to do is Google this information, make sure and fact check me because I can guarantee you most people forget what happened a few years ago, but with a cyber attack, they were able to turn off the lights and the power and the way of work for a whole entire hospital. Mm. These are just testing. Yeah, we, we've talked about power going, power can just wipe out a whole country. If they wipe out the power grid, you, you, you've lost the ability to do everything. Listen, a few uh, days ago, you, will, you, you probably remember this name, William Fortune yes. uh, released an article because he's got a brand new book coming out and we're hoping to get him on the program titled Five Years After. Mm. And he's talking about, I'm going to quote him. I'm not going to try to quote myself. I'm going to quote him. And I quote the historian William Fortune. Hits the earth, talking about an EMP, hits the earth's surface, feeds into our electrical wiring, and starts shortening out the entire power grid if they launch three missiles in the eastern and central western of the United States, it would shut or grid down permanently. End of quote. This is the warning that Dr. William Fortune has been trying to communicate with the experts, trying to communicate from this stage, and now in his new title five years after, what would take place is almost unbearable, unrealistic. There's no way that your mind could comprehend that something like the United, some, a nation like the United States will stop functioning. I have that piece, Mondo, with Dr. William Fortune, and he's one of the experts. I want him, he's, this is from CBN, so let's roll this piece. An electromagnetic pulse bomb, or EMP, is a nuclear weapon designed to explode high up in the atmosphere and knock out a country's electrical power grid. Hits the Earth's surface, feeds into our electrical wiring, and starts shorting out the entire power grid. If they launch three missiles, eastern, central, western United States, it would shut our grid down permanently. Historian Dr. William Forstgen is a New York Times best-selling author and expert on EMPs. His new novel is Five Years After, a political thriller about the aftermath of such an attack. Most people assume Russia or China would be the countries most likely to target the U.S. with an EMP. However, Forstgen believes North Korea is the more likely culprit. Nuclear weapons expert the late Peter Pry agreed. Five years before his death in 2022, Pry warned that Kim Jong-un's launch of a high-altitude ballistic missile was a test of North Korea's EMP capabilities against the United States. The Japanese and South Korean military uh, both described it as practicing for an EMP attack because it was... Uh, it was burst on ascent deliberately by the North Koreans when it was at an altitude so of about 71 kilometers. The higher the altitude of the missile, the wider the area of destruction. Pry explained how it would devastate an unprepared United States of America. Cars would be paralyzed. Airplanes could fall out of the sky. You'd have natural gas pipeline explosions, nuclear reactor overloads. And worst of all, if, the, if you had a protracted blackout, it would be a serious threat to the survival of the American people.
No electricity means no pumps to provide enough water needed to irrigate and grow crops. And since America only has a 30-day reserve food supply, 90% of the population would likely die within one to two years of the EMP attack. So what can be done to protect the nation? Recent legislation sets aside $13 billion to upgrade the U.S. energy grid. But finding the needed replacement parts may be difficult. All those spare parts we need, the big transformers, where do you think they're made? China. Uh, we farmed out uh, all the components of our electrical grid decades ago. Borstin says history proves that societies always use the weapons they develop. He warns the United States cannot sit back and assume an EMP attack will never happen. Why do you think this is likely even imminent? Sooner or later, somebody's going to try to do this. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but at some point it will happen. Wow. 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 That, those are experts. Those are people we've known over the years. And I, I believe that God has spoken to me that we need to prepare for this. And, you know, we help develop survival food. And if there's an EMP bomb, the, the trucks, the trains, the everything buses, everything stops. stops running. Absolutely. On the phone, when we went to the doctors, Lieutenant Colonel Tommy Waller, which, by the way, he will be on the program soon. He is the president and CEO of Center for Security Policy. He thinks about this EMP attack 24 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. And I can recall you asking him over the phone. He said, and you asked him, Lieutenant Colonel, what do you feel of the possibilities of an EMP happening in the United States. And his response did not shock me, but I want to tell you it did shock me. He said, Jim, this could happen at any moment yeah. in our lifetime. I want you to know something. The Voice of the Prophets yeah. Network has got to be the most important network, the most important programs that we offer you because no one in this industry of Christianity is talking about, other than small reports here and there, but consistently 24 hours a day, seven days a week, your friend, your pastor, Jim Baker, is praying, interceding, asking God for wisdom, because if this takes place, you will no longer be able to travel. You may find yourself away from your home, and how are you going to get back home? What supplies do you have that can help you and guarantee you to stay alive during this time? This is not a scare and fear tactic. This is something that is a, of a reality that when you look at the headlines and then you look at the Bible, prophecy is being fulfilled now faster than any other time in history, yet you have sensed the need to move in a way that if the church doesn't, doesn't start understanding what the message is, it's going to get confusing. I've spent years studying the book of Revelation. And Revelation tells us about catastrophic things that are going to happen. Yeah. That's why I've tried to warn people. It's there. And we're in the book of Revelation now. These things are starting to happen. And I'll tell you, any day we could have an EMP bomb. These terrible things, Mondo, the numbers in, in, in just the four horsemen, the final horsemen, 
how many millions of America, billions, are, I guess, of a, oh, of a world could listen, die? Listen, if there's 8 billion people, you're talking about almost over 2 billion people dead. Just in A quarter of the population would die. In, That's in over the, 2 billion the people. The fourth horseman. Yeah. Which, which the Bible, and, and they're all out riding right now. And with that event, millions, millions and millions of the world will die. And it's time for us to prepare for the end times. And uh, that's why, you know, the food that you order from us will, will come right to your home yes. if you go online. Now, we have back orders on things that, because of what happened to us, we're trying to get caught up. And we're going to get caught up, God willing, this month. We're, we're going to get caught up with all of our back orders. And that's why we're asking people to, to give that $1,000 gift that will help us. Do you believe that, Ricky? Yes, sir. And I think that it's important to dig another well. Why? Because spiritually, this will last for generations. A well isn't just something that one generation uses for their lifetime, and then it's gone forever. A well is something that you can dig, and your children, your grandchildren, and their grandchildren can benefit from it. That's why it's so vital to take the dirt that the enemy has put in and re-dig the well of your forefathers and new wells. And the church is being lambasted with evil. I, I'm shocked how many new versions of the Bible are being written. Absolutely. China right now is writing a new Bible. Right. Yes. I and they're taking that. out all the wow. things. You know, the woman at the well. Yeah. Right. You know what they do with that? They have Jesus stoning her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because, and then they have it written. So the communistic party wins. I mean, in every part of the. So they've really written the Bible to emphasize communism. So yeah. this is what's, what's happening, and the, we must be with the Word. Yeah. And today I want to give you some Word, Ricky. Amen. Amen. But Revelation has a, a very stern warning at the very end about that. It says, if anyone takes anything from this book, that he'll take their name from the land's book of life. And if anyone adds anything to it, the famine, the disease inside of the book, which is the Bible, will be added to them. It's a very stern thing that we have to remember that as teachers, as people of influence, as people who attempt to try to rewrite a Bible, that God is serious about his word. And it's, there's a new Bible out, or I think it's out now, mm -hmm. called the Queer Bible. Isn't that right? That's right. The Queer something. I wouldn't even call it a Bible. It's, it's, it's the, sick. The Queen, the Queen James. James Version Bible. Oh, my Lord. Wow. To fit the cultural revolution that is taking place. And I think that... But Hollywood has changed us. Yeah. News has changed us. Hmm. And if we're not careful, the church people are going to be changed. And I think a lot of them got changed. And, and they're not going to church anymore even. Listen, uh, COVID-19 was a, a moment of shift for the world. The institutions that we used to rely upon have changed. Morally and ethically, even the church organization has changed its values. I'm not talking about the whole complete organization, but a quarter of the church in, in the organization mm. called the Institution of, of Religion has changed. And COVID-19 was the beginning of that change. And we're, we're starting to see the ripple effect that a mega church of 25,000 members pre-COVID, after COVID, they only 4,000 people returned to church. Ooh. And that man said, uh, uh, Skyped us and told us that their giving, their attendance changed dramatically. So you're right. Before COVID, six to 10,000 churches were closing. Today, those former churches are now being turned into bars. Yeah. They're being turned into strip clubs. 
They're turning to just to mock God, just yeah. like you began at the beginning of the show. They're mocking God in every way possible. Some are turning to hotels and they got stained glass windows in the hotel rooms. It's unbelievable. I think the shift of our culture goes back to what you have taught for almost 25 years that I've known you, that Matthew 24 is the index of what we're watching take place that is getting ready to catapult us into the book of Revelation in chapter 6 or even all the way to chapter 9 by now. But I got to tell you, more prophetic outlines is taking place right now, and yet the church is still arguing about who has the right theology. The church is still arguing about who, if the Holy Spirit is real or not, should we implement tongues or not? There's one thing we should never argue. That is the power of the Holy Spirit Amen. and the power that Jesus Christ had at the cross and his resurrection for this hour that Amen. we're in right now. You know, That's the right. Bible is so clear yes. that God says he'll never leave us That's or it. forsake Amen. us. And he says that he, all things work together for good. Yes. So whatever you're going through today, God's going to bring you out because God says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Now, I spent five years in the prison. The, the enemies tried to stop me. We had one of the largest ministries in the world, and they brought it all down with the government agents and all. But God delivered me. And I'm back on the word of the, on television preaching the word of God. And this is my prison Bible. And I, I just want to show you. I don't know if you can get a close-up of that page or not. But you can see that. This is, I, I'm going to read from this page. And see, it's, it's, I've written some down at the bottom there. And this Bible is so precious to me. It was wore out. The pages were falling out of it because I've used it so much. And uh, Steve Strang Yes. Had it, re yeah. it took months, mm -hmm. but they rebound it, yeah. and it's got a new cover on it, oh, wow. but the all inside is old. It's, it's, <laughs> it's my friend, you know. But I'm going to share with you in the weeks to come, I wish I could have this printed with all the underlining and what I wrote. And up at the top of this one, it says, God says. And I want to read to you what God says, and I preach on this an awful lot, but... It is so important that you know, now we give you the, you know, negative things that are happening in the world, but the positive is that God says, I'll never leave you. Amen. I'll never yes. forsake you. Thank you, Lord. That's what Amen. he said. Here it is in the book of Hebrews chapter 13. Let's go to verse five. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content yes. with such things as you have, Lori. Do you hear that? Yes. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. Now, the, the man, my big mistake the devil made was letting me go to prison and putting me in prison. He thought he was going to wipe me out. <laughs> Instead, prison became my Bible college. I'd already had a couple of years of Bible college, but I got a doctorate after going to prison. Amen. <laughs> a real doctorate. And I studied the Word of God. I read every word of the Word of God. I read every word of the book of Revelation over and over and over again. And here's what I found out. Here when it says that God says, I will never leave thee. So I looked that up in the Greek. And it says, I will never leave you. And I look up, 
What is the meaning of that? It says, not at all, by no means, in no case, not ever, not at all, in any wise will I leave you. Amen. That's what it means. Yeah. Powerful. Praise God. I'll tell you, to, to my two sons here, the only thing you need to preach the gospel is to have a Greek Hebrew Bible and study the depth of the meaning. Yeah. And all you got to do is preach the meaning of the word of God. Amen. Because, you know, preachers are entertainers, but <laughs> you don't need to entertain. Come you need on. to give us the word. Amen. And so here is Good word. the meaning of one little verse. But it says, I'll never leave you. That's not at all. By no means, in no case, not ever, not at all. In any wise will I leave you. I will never. It's double or triple negative. Never, never, never leave you. It's a triple negative. And he says, I will never, never, never forsake you. So he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never let up. I will never desert you. I will never lose you. I'm not going to let go of you. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you behind. Amen. Thank I'm not going to desert you. That's what it means. Thank you, Yes. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this special message. Hey, we'll be right back with the broadcast, but we want to announce a brand new affiliate program that we have that is very exciting with Coffeeville Coffee Company. We have our You Can Make It brand coffee. Uh, we'll be drinking it here on the set daily now and we're excited that if you go to jimbakershow.com and click shop our affiliates you'll be able to find the wonderful coffee there but mondo they also get a free gift upon the first bag of coffee they get with the subscription listen i want to tell you a little bit about this book the church as living body fingerprint of god written by your father-in-law that's right dr ron bryce ron bryce and i want to tell you some the message for this hour you got to know it you have to understand what we're up against but also understand the compassion behind some of this most amazing confusion of headlines and things that are being passed, things that are being fought for. Yet the church needs to wake up and remember that God has a fingerprint on the church that is like none other. Yet when you recognize what God has called you to do, you're going to be bold. You're going to be compassionate, but you're also going to understand what the calling for the church is right now. And what better way to read a book than to have some coffee. That's right. And I understand that someone mixed it. Now, listen, here's my little brother, so I, got, I get to judge him, right? <laughs> no, this mix is great coffee. It is not bitter. It, tastes, it is so good, you don't even need sugar. And I know that you like your sugar. I love my I'm sugar, I'm telling too, you, but... without sugar, it tastes amazing. This blend, Ricky, how did you come up with this blend? Brother, I'll tell you, is the Holy Spirit alone. I, I didn't give it very many shots, but you know what? We came up with a good one and said this is the right one. So I'm excited that we get to present it to you. But I'm even more excited that this goes to support the PTL Television Network as well as the work that is being done in Kansas for pro-life, pro-America, uh, pro-conservative values. That's one of the most exciting things, that this coffee and this book will go to support a great cause, that is to preach the gospel and to ensure that our laws are in line with the Word of God. You know, one of the things about this coffee, Ricky, is that not only it has a picture of dad, right. but it has his words that we get to hear every single day. You can make it. And why not start your life and your world and your routine with a cup of coffee, knowing that you're going to make it throughout the day and know this, that throughout the day, remember that God loves you, That's right? Because right? a lot of people forget that God loves them, that God has a plan for them. And when you remember, when you drink that cup of coffee, 
you'll remember that not only God loves you, but you're going to make it throughout the day with his love and his compassion. But today, go to the website, jimbakershow.com. Get a subscription every month. If you're like me, that you probably drink the whole bag in a week, you might need two bags a month. So share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Gift it to someone that you love and let them start their day with You Can Make It. And now, let's get back to the show. Do you believe, Lori, that God means what he says? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, I do. And I, and I love what, you know, when you read it, when you open the Bible for yourself, go to Hebrews 13, 5, and, and start reading the Word. Just read that. If nothing else, read that one scripture, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, this is the Word of God, the Lord is my helper. I, I will not fear. Amen. Yeah. What can man do to me? That's right. Oh, that's good. That is so good. Now, listen, this I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 13. You got that, mm -hmm. yes. Ricky Mondo? Yes, yes sir. And it, and it says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And then the next verse, verse 6, it says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Are you listening to me? Yeah, this yeah. is for you today. That's right. Amen. This is what I do. I throw the, when at night when I start worrying about things, yeah. I just throw these scriptures yeah. back at the devil. Amen. Because God is powerful. And it goes on in that, this next verse, this chapter six. And then he says, I will not fear what man shall do unto me. What does that mean to you, Ricky? Amen. You know what that means? Is that means that if God is for us, then who can be against us? That is the powerful point of this message, that you have a God who sent his only son to hang on a cross, to be humiliated, to die for you so that you can become a part, that share the same DNA, share the same body as Christ. Isn't that amazing that we have someone who says, you know what? I think you're worth it. Amen. <clears throat> so he says, boldly. He says, so you can come boldly. He's telling you that you don't have to be afraid, and you can come boldly to that's me right. with courage, with confidence. Amen. That's what it means in the Greek. And without fear. That's right. So you, don't have, you won't run away. You don't have to run away. You don't have to have, you don't, you're not terrified. This stuff is terrifying, what we're talking about, these bombs and all the things that man's planned. But God says, I, I'm going to take care of you. Yes. Amen. So you don't have to be terrified. Amen. Amen. You don't have to run away. That's you right. can have confidence in me. That's right. Like you, it was tradition in Esther's day that you would be killed if you weren't called before the king. We're mm -hmm. called to be that same bold in front of God. And God is telling you, you can be bold when you come before me. You don't have to fear repercussion. You, you brought up Esther. Yes. Esther, I think, is the, is the book of the Bible for this month. Amen. Yes. And we went to see Esther in the theater here, which is Sight a Christian sound. place. Mm -hmm. So live presentation, Sight and Sound Theater. If you haven't seen it, you ought to see it. Yes. It's unbelievable. And uh, I, I was just spellbound, overwhelmed by it. Yes. And, but, you know, she's, you know, Esther was told that she was not to remain silent. And I think that's the word for the church. We got to not be quiet. We got to stand up in the name of God. And, she's, and he said, 
protection and deliverance for the Jews will be ordained from some other place if you don't stand up for them. Right. And, uh, but he said, you'll be destroyed. Well, I want to stand up for God. Yes. Yes. I want to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus and God. And he's prepared a place for you. We don't have to be a part of this world. And the, the scripture goes on to say about Esther, I just want to, I'm just throwing this in. And it says, and who knows if you may have attained royal position for such a time as this. Amen. Esther was there. Yeah. And if she went to the king without his approval, she could be killed. Yes. So basically she says, well, if I die, I die, but I'm going to do it. Right. She obeyed God yeah. and her, her uncle. <laughs> was that Cousin, uncle? Mordecai. Cousin Mordecai. Mordecai. Mm -hmm. And she went to the king, and she saved her, her family. She saved the, the whole world of Jews at that time. That's right. And she went to the king, and she, the scripture says, who knows if you were not born mm. to come to the kingdom for such a time as Amen. this. Amen. And I believe that all of God's people right now, if you're living right now, are you living right now? Yes. Anybody yes. here in the audience? <laughs> are you alive? Yes. Well, you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. This is why you were born. This is why I was born. This is why at 83, I'm still alive and I'm still kicking and I'm still <laughs> preaching. Come on. And I'm fighting Praise to keep God. the Woo! ministry on television Amen. because I've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Yes. And you come to the kingdom. We're in the, we're in the coming to the Lord days. Yes, yes, absolutely. And if you're born at this time, Ricky, I'm, I'm sorry I'm picking on you today, no, but good. Ricky, if you're alive right now, you can't say, well, it's me. We're living in these terrible times. You say, wow, I've been honored. I'm, yeah. I'm helping right. to usher in the coming of the Lord. Amen. That's right. Imagine if Esther would have just sat back and said, mm. you know what? Somebody else will take care of this problem. Somebody else will step in and they'll manage it. I don't want the stress. I don't want the responsibility. Yeah. I don't want the pressure of society saying that I have to do something. Imagine if she would have stepped back. Potentially yeah. a people would have been lost. But I want yeah. to tell you something. God's plan will always prevail. Yes. Yes. It Amen. is time for you to take up your mantle, to walk in your anointing, and to follow the plan of God. Because God's plan will always come to pass. It will always yeah. come to fruition. He wants to use you, but I will tell you, if you must step out of the way and he'll use somebody else, he'll do just that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Amen. He that's says, right. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. That's mm. right. Fear is the probably the watchword for America right now. It's a fearful time. But the Bible says you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to run away. I, I looked that word fear up is terrified, frightened, fearful. You don't have to be afraid. That's right. God is on your side. Oh, I could preach this a lot. This does, does anybody have a scripture on? There's 64 scriptures that I found in the Bible. Did you know that? On, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Yes, and later on in Hebrews, scripture. it keeps saying in, in uh, chapter 13, verse 6, it says this, So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper, 
I will not fear. And that's the beautiful thing. We will not fear because what can man do to me? Amen. We are spiritual beings first and foremost. That's right. This body that we have, it feels very real. It is real. But I'll tell you one thing. This is not our first uh, form of being. Spiritual is our first form of being. That's why your soul is what is vital and important. Martyrdom will come. Abuse will come. Uh, you know, these things that the enemy will try to do will come. But you know what? This body is temporary. We will soon live in eternity with the Lord. It is our soul that matters. What can man do to me in this vapor that Amen. we live in on earth? Amen. Amen. Lori, do you have one of the verses? There's so many. You know, I love Matthew 28, 20. And it, 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 when you go to Matthew 28, it's the very end. What's happening is Jesus is talking to the disciples. He's commissioning yes. the yes. disciples. Okay? So you go, you read this, you're, you're, you're going, okay, here he is, the commissioning of the disciples. And so you go through here. Matthew 28, okay, go all the way to the end of Matthew 28, and then you go on and you say here, he was, what he was doing was he was saying, to, he was teaching the disciples to observe all that he had commanded them to do. Yes. And behold, he says, Jesus says, I am with you always. Oh. I am with you always. Oh. Hey, that's what he says at the very end of Matthew. I know we talk about Matthew all the time. Matthew 24, we, we preach to you, we, we teach you, we go, we try to help you, help us even, you know, in these days that we're living in to remind us, Jesus already told us these things were going to happen. Now we're living in them. We go to the end of Matthew, and the very last thing that Jesus says is, and remember, I am with you always, even and that's to Jesus the end talking. of the age. That's, that's Jesus, Jesus talking. That's yes. red letter. I can see that's it in your Jesus Bible. That's Jesus talking to the He's commissioning the disciples. We are, we are called to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Yes. And it, it, it's an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, it's, yeah. Right. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes fear will try to grip you, you know. Because well, um, well, people then, get fearful that God's left them somehow. Yeah. But yeah. he says, I'm not going to leave you. Right. right. And that's what I'm trying to get every... Marcel, do you have a scripture? Yes, I believe for those who are watching right now, you know, one of the root, we know that fear is a root cause of many things. But from that very root, I believe that there's many who are watching, who they struggle with anxiety. We're watching a culture that literally they're struggling so deeply with anxiety that they don't know where to go. They are having to take medication for this very thing that's taking place throughout even my generation. We're watching it. It's running rampant. But the word that I pray over myself even at times where when you feel like all things, everything's just out of your control, I lean on this scripture in Philippians. This is Philippians 4, 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with gratitude, make your requests known to God. This is the time. Make your requests known to God. Go to God. Lean on him in all your ways. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. There are things that are out of your control. But God knows what you're dealing with. He knows. So he says that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So I pray right now for those who are dealing with anxiety in Jesus' name, that you would come to the Father, that you would cast all your cares to him. He knows every circumstance. He knows everything that you're dealing with, yet he wants you to be free. He wants you to live in the peace of God that surpasses all of your understanding today. Lori, what scripture did you read? I was reading out of Matthew 28, 
the end of Matthew, but 20, right 28, there. 20, mm-hmm. 20. Mm-hmm. teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. That's good. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Yes. I love that. Yeah, I love man. that. That's one of them. I was going to, you picked one of mine. <laughs> Mondo, do you have one? I sure do. And I want to speak to those that have been walking with the Lord for a long time, yet you may feel exhausted. You may feel like, man, I, I'm just ready to walk away. Listen to this. Revelations chapter 3, verse 10. Because you have kept my word about patient endurance. Yeah. I will keep you from the hour of this trial that is coming on the world to try those who dwell on earth. Then I went and did what you asked Ricky and I to do, go back into the Hebrew and Greek. Yes. And I looked at the word that stood out was endurance. Let's watch it in the the Greek. Watch this. Because you have kept my word about Getting through the trial without compromising or wavering. Amen. The word endurance is getting through the trial without compromising or wavering. I will keep you from the hour. Listen, you have fought a good fight all the way up to now. It is not time to walk away. It is not time to hang your Bible, Pastor. It is not time to stop traveling evangelists. It's not time, missionary, to stop the mission It is time for you to understand that if you've been faithful to the Lord, you've been faithful on keeping his word and his commandments, the key is keep enduring to the very end. And again, we drive you back to Matthew 24. I think there's something about Matthew that you need to go back and read. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures, listen to this in the Greek, But the one who is getting through the trial without compromising or wavering to the very end will be saved. Amen. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Amen. And I love how you ended it years ago. Sign God. Right. I think God, from the beginning, (laughs) he had a plan and a purpose for your life. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that God had a plan. And his plan was, I will never leave you. His plan was, I will never forsake you. And I believe that the hour that we're in right now is about to get darker. Yet the Bible is commanding us that if we keep his word, and I can hear you, Dad, the word, the word, the word is what kept me in prison, meaning kept me from falling into the darkness of the prison, keeping the word of God, keeping Jesus, and understanding that Hebrew 13, 5, it is one of the most powerful scriptures for this hour. And you, Dad, are an example that God never leaves you. Right. You are an example that God never walks away. Yeah. And here you are, a man on fire preaching today. Right. It's unbelievable. Yes, it is. It really is. And, and it's amazing, yeah. actually. You know, I don't talk a whole lot about prison years anymore. But when God gave me this scripture, I was in prison. When I wrote and found out that he says, I'll never leave you, by no means, no case, not ever, not at all in any way. But you felt I like. I was in prison. But you felt like. I did. I thought, because I was saying, where are you, God? Right. Well, that's my question is, what, what does it feel like to read a scripture like that while you're sitting in a prison cell? It, is, it, is, it comes alive. Mm. But I, I, was, I, was, I was asking God things like, do you not love me, God? Mm. 
I, why, you, why have you put me in prison? You know, we always blame God for everything. <laughs> and God's, I said, God, are you trying to get even with me? I mean, I'm asked, I thought he was trying to punish me for my sins. And he said, I'm not punishing you for your sins. He said, I got even on the cross. This yeah. is what I heard in prison. Good he said, I got even on the cross. I brought you here, and, and he's, he said, he's the one who brought me there. And people don't like that because they say, well, God wouldn't put you in prison. Well, then half the Bible's <laughs> out of God's will. <laughs> because half the Bible, I think, was written in prison. Right. Even, the, right. Even, even, the, even the book of Revelation was written in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And God spoke to me that he brought me there to get to know him. Yeah. He says, I want you to have an intimacy with me. I want you to know me. And so I studied the word. I devoured the word. I mean, you, you, I, honestly, I wish and pray to God that I could print this Bible and share it with you, my marked up Bible, because it is really my friend and it, it, it just comes alive to me. But God says, I will never, never leave you. And he, and he spoke this in prison. Yeah. So he said, I brought you here because I want to teach you. Mm. He said, I want you to know me. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out when I'd read. He says, I want you to know me in the fellowship of my suffering. Wow. Mm -hmm. yes. Wow. That's right. That's not a popular scripture, mm. probably. No. no. But he's trained. He's, but I want to tell you, if you're going through something right now, right. God wants you to know him. Yeah. 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 Do you ever go through anything? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's right. When you cry out to God. And he comes, yeah. you know him yeah. in the fellowship of, of suffering. your suffering. Wow. I, I, in, in the prison, I was, you know, Christmas was, was so rough in prison. But God would, would bring me through. And uh, my wife divorced me while I was in prison. And that was the worst day. And that day... Forgive me for even talking about this, but this is part of what this message is about. The day my divorce became final, and, you know, when you're in prison, it's just, it feels like everybody's left you, and then that your wife leaves you. But who should come to prison? Hmm. But Dave Reaver. Do you know Dave Reaver? Absolutely. You guys know who Dave Reaver is? I love is? Dave. Yes. Dave Reaver comes to our He came to see to prison visit you that and, day. And he was speaking to the prison. Mm -hmm. And so it was in the lower level of the chapel. So I remember walking down. It was it's the outside stairways are like a dungeon, you know. So I'm walking down this and I'm, you know, brokenhearted. Everybody's left me. Now my wife has divorced me. And I don't know. And here's Dave Reaver, who in the war in was blown up yes. with a hand grenade. Right. His face was yes. almost wiped out. His whole body was, yes. was you know, I, I mean, of all the people to come at one of my low moments right. when my world looked like it was, you know, everybody's walked away. And now my wife's walking away. And plus, at the, you have to remember, everybody, that Jim was sentenced to 45 years in prison. So it wasn't like, That's well, life. yeah, it was life for you because it wasn't like, oh, well, I'm going to get out, you know, in a few months or a few years. And, you know, 
And no, he was sentenced to 45 years in prison, meaning that would be life for him. Yeah. You know, and um, at that age. And so here comes Dave Reaver walking in, who's yeah. been through hell and back himself. He's literally, and he, and he and preaches I, the I walked down these stairs to the basement with, from the outside stairway. And there standing at the bottom is Dave Reaver. And he, and he holds out his arms and he embraces me and I hug him. And he says, Jim, I love you. Mm. And I couldn't believe God sent Dave Reaver at the minute I was in such grief, I didn't know what to do. And he just ministered to me, mm. prayed for me. And I felt the love of God. Yes. And when I, I saw him after you know, being exploded. I mean, this man was, a bomb exploded over yes, him. Yes, And he still loved Jesus. Yes. yes. And how could I feel sorry for myself? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if God has a sense of humor, but that was kind of strange that he would send somebody who's been in a terrible accident like that mm. to comfort me. Yeah. But God says, I'll never leave you. I will never, never leave you. I will never, never forsake. And I've experienced it in my life. And I was facing, you know, life in prison. Mm -hmm. And then, as you know the story, Alan Dershowitz was just on our show with us. And Alan contacts me. I don't even know how he found me. He, he said somebody contacted him, but he said he'd read about that I was not getting a fair trial. Alan Dershowitz is the probably the most famous lawyer in the world. I would say, I think he is, don't you think yes, so? Yes, But he came to the prison. He never asked me for a penny. He represented me. He won my case. And literally, I should have been set free that day. But he won the thing. They threw the judge out of the case. They declared the judge was not fair. And he wasn't. And they threw my case out. Mm. That's how God yeah. rescued me at one of the lowest moments. I was supposed to die in that prison. I'd still be in prison right now. That's right. If I'd served out my 45-year prison sentence. Yeah. But we're, we're living in a day, do you understand, there's a group of people that hates the gospel. Right. They hate the church. Mm -hmm. They fear the power of the church. Because... Ronald Reagan was my friend, and, they, and after I got out of prison, people told me, they said, Jim, one of the reasons they put you in prison was because you helped get Ronald Reagan elected. And I got all the preachers to go to his house. We were, we were at Ronald's house, and we would, I, would be, I would be in the White House then afterwards with him, and he, he, uh, he was just became a close friend. He is a wonderful, he, you know, was, oh, he probably still is, he's in heaven. But he was so kind to me. But Ronald Reagan... You know, was was an a wonderful person in the government. So I I I should have never gotten involved with politics. That's what I I've read that I wrote that in my book. But the thing is, by getting involved with politics, the other side came for me. Right. And that's why they tore down. Heritage USA, they destroyed me, had me go to prison for 45 years because they feared 
that actually they told me they feared that I would help elect Pat Robertson. Pat, Pat Robertson as president because Pat was running for president. You know that. And Pat was had won the couple of the primaries right. in the beginning. That's right. And they thought, well, if Jim Baker gets with Pat Robertson with his audience and then Pat and Jim's audience, they'll elect the next president. I, I got to tell you something. Now, listen to me. They will sell their mothers Absolutely. to get elected president. Mm -hmm. They will kill their babies if that. Well, they do. But they'll do anything for the power of the presidency. And that's what's going on in America right now. That's right. They're selling they're, our nation. They're destroying it. They're, they're, this last few weeks, there's been a trial going on. Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm -hmm. And they had him on the witness stand. And uh, he's a Democrat. And the Democrats were crucifying him, Lori. Completely suppressing him right before our eyes as we all sat there and watched I, I on mean, live television. They, did, they didn't Congress. want him to speak. Nope. Suppressed no. They let him speak five minutes, and then one of the Democrats just rush. We don't want to hear any more on this. And they had a vote trying to shut him up. Listen, what Cindy Jacobs was here, and she prophesied, watch when they start turning on themselves, on their own party. Right. What we're watching is a prophetic event that, the Bible has spoken about, has worn through the prophets, modern-day prophets as well. We are watching a turning point in our nation, in our culture, where good is evil and evil is good. Isaiah 5.20. And yes. then to, to throw a wrench in this whole mess, artificial intelligence shows up yeah. that is disrupting every facet of society. When was the last time you said, God, I don't know if I believe in you. I don't know if this is for me, but something is calling me to the word that my grandma shared with me when I was a kid. I don't know when was the last time that you, like Pastor Jim, called on God and said that you forsake me, that you leave me. Because if you're going to survive the transitions and the hour that we're in right now, the only way is to have an intimate relationship with yes, Christ. It's for asking of the forgiveness of your sins. It's to repent of the ways that the Bible talks about covetousness. It means that you're desiring the wealth and the finances of this world that is robbing you from an intimate relationship with God. Father, I pray for that yes. person watching yes, right Lord now. Jesus. That if they don't know you, that they will recognize where they are right now in their personal life. Oh, that Jesus. sin has yes, taken them away so far from you that they don't even believe in you. They don't even recognize your voice anymore. They don't even recognize the prayers that their grandmother or their mothers prayed over them as a child. But in this moment, I pray that that voice that they heard when they were a child, when grandma was praying, yes. when daddy was praying over them before bedtime, that that same voice has not changed. That voice that will remind them that I love you that you are enough, that in the middle of your weakness, in the middle of your trial, in the middle of your sickness, in the middle of you feeling lonely and anxious and feeling like you don't matter to anybody, that you will hear that you are important, yes. mm. that you matter, Amen. that he died on the cross for you. And if you just ask him right now to forgive yes. you of your Thank sins, you, yes. he will make you whole and he will make room in heaven and write your name in the book of life. Amen. Know this, that if God was able to forgive Jim Baker, then he's able to forgive you and make you whole Amen. once again. Amen. My story 
is so supernatural that I, I don't want to make you feel like if you don't have some big thing happen. You know, Billy Graham walked into the prison one day unannounced and said, he told the, the, the warden that he wanted to see Jim Baker and I was dressed in my toilet cleaning closet. Yeah. You know, see, going in prison, it isn't just Billy Graham coming one day. Well, that's wonderful. Mm. But I was in prison five years, supposed to be 45 years. Five years was hell. I mean, I mean, but I made it through because I studied the Bible every day. But it's when you're going through something, it's that day to day, Lori. It's yes. when you go to bed at night, yeah. you're thinking about it. Yeah. And when you're sick, you're, you're sick in bed. You're sick at night. You're sick in, in the daytime. You're just, you're going through something. But God brought me through that day to day. Prison cells are not a fun thing. But I slept every night in a cell. And the bathroom was actually down the hall because you, it, they didn't have, a lot of prison cells have bathrooms in them. Right. But so you, you just, it, it's just a way of life that is, it's like being an animal maybe. You're just, because you're locked up. And, but God saw me through all of that. Mm. I, was, I, just, I would read the Bible. I got to the point, this Bible is so marked up. And, and I felt like God had left me at times. And, and I said, God, where are you? And he'd always be there. And I learned so much. That's when I learned what he said. I'll never, never, never leave you. I will never, never, never fail you. I'll never, never let go of you. He said, I am with you. I love you. I'm, I'm not going to leave you. I'll not at all leave you. I will by no means leave you. In no case, not ever, not at all, in any way, am I going to leave you or forsake you. Thank you, Lord. Through it all. Through it all. <laughs> I've wow. learned to trust in Jesus. And that's what's going to get us through, people. I think the Lord was preparing me to teach on the end times. Because perilous times are really coming. But you have to have your anchor whole. Yes. yes to Christ Jesus and be strong in the Lord Yes. and to know your word. You need to read it every day. I get up every morning now and I, I just read. I'm reading my prison Bible because I got it all marked up. People, I have people tell me, oh, Jim, you can't write in your Bible. That's, that's <laughs> desecrating the Bible. No, <laughs> please write in your Bible. Ricky, write in your Bible. Ever Make notes, put them in there. You know, I could... I could go anywhere and preach, and I just flip open to one page, and I got all my notes from prison. I could just preach. Amen. The word. You know, is even if word. my mind's Amen. not all there, I could still preach because the word's there. You know. <laughs> yeah. So. Hide the word in your heart. Memorize the word. Know the word. You know, when I went yeah. through a ministry school through Master's Commission, when I first, when God called me into ministry, and I I knew I needed training, and so. I went into master's commission. We had to memorize 450 scriptures to graduate that year. Now, I had a pretty fried brain from all my past. And for me to be able to open up the word, and the very first scripture that I memorized, I'm going to read it out of the um, MEV. And you go into Joshua 1, we always say 1, 8, and 9, but go back to 7, verse 7. 
be strong and very courageous in order to act according, carefully in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn aside from it. He's saying don't turn aside from the word, okay, to the right, to the left, so that you may succeed wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on the word day and night so you may act accordingly to do all that is in with it. Mm. For then you will make your way very successful and be wise. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage or courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. Amen. You know, can you imagine Joseph yeah. was not only put in, in a pit. Yeah. His brothers had, you know, his brothers betrayed him. Yes. Some of you have been betrayed by families or friends, right. or husband or wife yeah. or loved ones. But Joseph was in a pit. Then he went to prison. Right. So don't feel sorry for me. I'm with good company. I, you know, right. <laughs> half the Bible people were in, were in prison. But Joseph warned them and told them about what was coming. Hmm. And he was in the will of God. Amen. And I'm trying to warn you about the last days. Right. Because Jesus is coming soon. Yeah. Amen. And it's time to get ready. It's time to be ready. I ask you today to pray for us and to stand with us and help us with this special offering this month. We're believing God to be able to save the ministry, to keep us going. We need a million dollars this month to stay on the air. And if a thousand people would send a thousand dollars, we can make it. You can make it. And when you give, God says he's going to give back to you. He's going to have people, they're going to, it's going to be pressed down and running over. They're going to give to you. Call me right now, 1-888-988-1588. And if you can't do the thousand, do what you can. Give anything you can give. And today, we're going to make it. Amen. Because you can make it. Yes. Amen. You can make it. Amen. And with God, we can make it together. Remember that God loves you. He really does. Bye-bye for today. Bye-bye. Yeah, we love you. Thank you for watching today's program. Will you pray about standing with us by calling 1-888-988-1588? That number again is 1-888-988-1588. Or you can connect with us on our website at www.jimbakershow.com. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Stand with us as we continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world.